Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up and welcome to another episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. And you're here in the spaceship with your boy DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. the anti-trife equation, a.k.a. Arsenio Holodeck, a.k.a. Soldier 70 Spliff, rolling two chains here. And as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ahura of the Spaceship, Ivan Yayo, Chance the Parappa, Trill, Quiffs, and the Shade Runner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how you doing there, Tatiana? Hope you've been having a very good week. Yeah, when I'm not sweating my brains out, yeah. This is true because it is quite hot, but right now we keeping it cool because we flying high over the night sky in the spaceship. Okay, bars. You know, it's a little something, <laughs> little something. You know, we trying out new things tonight. You know, it's a new little intro, as some of our long-term listeners might have noticed. Thank you to everybody who's out there subscribing to SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, all that good stuff. Like I said, this is Fanbro's show, the voice of the urban geek, where we discuss geek matters from the perspective of people of color, you know? And there is no bigger matter right now than Black oh. Panther. Yes. <laughs> We just don't get right into it, I see. We got to. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot right. waste time with this because this is a serious matter. It, it damn sure is. Like you said, this Friday night, the Black Panther teaser trailer dropped. This is the first footage that anyone has seen from the movie coming out February 16, 2018. And it lit everything on fire what was it 84 or 89 million youtube views in 24 hours or it's it's something like this insane like that yes insane (laughs) insane let's say enthusiastic uh let's say excited let's say out of this world ready and willing and able to see this movie with the entirety of the black diaspora. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously everyone who's following us on Instagram saw my video and saw me bugging out. And that was like the fourth time that I watched the trailer and I was still bugging out by the fourth time. And I've seen it numerous times since, you know, we've dissected it on the Twitters and all that. But Tatiana, what did you think? I honestly felt like it was a dream come true. I'm sorry it sounds cliche, but it really did feel like a dream come true to me because not just Black Panther itself, but just to see, honestly, straight up, Black people in a superhero series that's also Afrofuturistic, that also heavily features Black women, Black women who are at the forefront, who are powerful, who Without them, Black Panther wouldn't be there. Like, when I saw that, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you straight up how it was. I just immediately, as soon as I saw Deny, I screamed at the top of my lungs. I jumped up and, and was just like, yes, 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 screaming. Like, oh my God, this is happening. Like, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was talking to everybody. It got to the point where... In my apartment, I just opened up a window and started screaming out the window. Y'all going to see Black Panther? I'm dead ass. Y'all going to see Black Panther today? Y'all going to see it now? Like, I, I just I just wanted to be, like, the herald of Black Panther at that point. Like, if there's, mm. a, if there's a silver surfer, well, there's, a, there's the black surfer. Like, I, <laughs> I wanted to let everyone know, like, ring the bells and all that stuff, banging on all the doors, shaking all the tables and let them know this is it. Like, this is what so many people, including myself, have been waiting for. And quite honestly, this is the a hope of a lot of people. You can even say the hope of a generation when it comes to a movie of this magnitude. Amen. Amen. Mm, wow, you coming through like my man talking about the British are coming, like Black Panther is coming, Black Panther is coming, <laughs> riding your horse through the town, ringing the bells. Yeah, man. All right, well, I mean, I felt the same way. Like I said, you know, everybody saw my video. I was bugging out. It's so many things that get me. I was talking to Joe Illich about it today, and we were talking about that shot, you know, when um, 
Chadwick and Denai are standing there and, you know, Claw is just talking his ass off. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> all this. And then they just turn and give each other the look. And there's so much in that look. There's you know, so like, much. So much, like, just blackness, really. Like, just culture just seeping through it. Like, everything said, like, look at this fool. You know, okay, this got to get dealt with, one. Two, I can't believe this jackass actually got into our country and now is out here <laughs> running his mouth about it. You exactly. know, like, this and- jackass, you know, this guy i mean and then it just opens up after that you know we have the shot that i just can't get over is like the plane flying over wakanda i assume that just looks all super futuristic and everything fly and then the other side of it to me is the fact that it's going into all the things that were established in ta coates run in uh christopher priest run Mm -hmm. especially the just like the whole you know the dora milaje um then dora milaje Milger, you know, you know me, I'm a butcher of words, names, everything. <laughs> and it's like just everything you see, so much African culture inspired in the costumes, in the background, in the colors, just everything just looking so fly. And that just alone was just my man with the lip plate and then the matching green suit. Like, come on. Amen. Amen. Honestly, I, I don't have time to say honestly because I, I just really just feel like this is in my spirit. This movie, just from the visuals alone, the fact that it's drawing from so many different African cultures, and then you've seen it in a Marvel movie. You have not seen this at all into this magnitude in cinema when it was done by like not our people like it to see this done in this way and and not just done in this way but done by people of color done by black women done by black men like everyone in front of the scenes and behind the scenes everybody's a great deal of people are black so it's just it, it just makes my heart sing just to be able to see that this is happening in my lifetime like this is not when i was a, i could say when i was a kid i would never necessarily see something like this i know when i was a kid i had said stuff like i would never see a black president and i was and i was dead ass when i said that and like this is just unprecedented to see something to see the story of this iconic character to this magnitude and at a time where the MCU is critical to cinema right now. That's what what really gets me. The fact that this is coming out at a time where the MCU is powerful. It's known. It is part of the Zeke, uh, the zeitgeist. Like it's nothing that you can compare it to at this point. And that's probably what excites me the most about this film. Amen. Oh man, there's so many things about it that excite me the most. But like you said, it is the fact that the MCU is so critical. Like the fact that it's shot over both Star Wars Force Awakens, you know, teaser and Rogue One teaser trailers as far as numbers. That's insane to me because I know, you know, like the fact that I know how many much people are hyped for Star Wars every time it comes around. And this even like on Twitter was only second to the last Jedi in terms of mentions. So it's like doing the numbers that I knew it would, that everyone knew it would. And it's just like incredible to see. And I like I'm just so happy for all the joy. I see people talk about they've never even heard of Black Panther before mm-hmm. or know nothing about the character. Mm-hmm. And now they want to know everything about it. Yep. You know, people are tweeting. I saw Crystal's asking, like, which book should I read, you yep. know, before I get into the movie? Like just the love for the character that's gonna come with this. And I think Coodler, you know, I mean, Michael B. Jordan as... Um, Eric Killmonger. Eric Killmonger. I was about to say Killgrave, but that's a purple man. <laughs> yeah. was like, everybody kill, kill. Yeah, but no, <laughs> Eric Killmonger. I mean, Michael Jordan just looking like the villain, like looking like the evil villain. You he know, looks just, fantastic. Like, mm. everyone looks fantastic. And, and and also because we've been waiting for so long to see something, like beyond mm-hmm. just a picture of Chadwick. We've seen Chadwick. He was in the other movie. Like, he was in the other Avengers movie or... Or, or a Captain America movie. We've seen him. Like, I, I love you, Chadwick, but I want to see the Doris Milache. I want to see everybody else. I want to yes. see their, not just costuming. I want to see, even though there was not many words or not any words out of anybody else, I want to see the movements. I want to see the postures. Just like you said, just even that look. There was no words, but it was so amazing. And yes. <laughs> it's just something, I just need something to kind of, to uh, satiate my hunger for this film. Now, that being said, not everybody was celebrating this. Okay. 
Uh, but before we get into that, I just got to say one last thing, you know, uh, out of pure joy. The fact Angela Bassett playing Ramonda in the White Locks was killer. And the fact that we still have Felicia Rashad coming up in this joint, and I don't even we know don't who even she's know playing. Who she is. And like, her, her IMDb is purposely not filled in, so we don't even know who she is. That, I mean, come on. Like, Bassett and Rashad in one joint? Like, all right. And then, as you said... Who I didn't know. You know, I mean, of course, to every reaction, there's a negative reaction. But I had no idea, you know, that people would go to the lengths. And someone tweeted to me. I can't remember who it was. Shout out to you. But they tweeted me a link to one video that I actually spent 20 minutes of my life, you know, listening to because I was doing some other stuff at the time where a brother was just going in on the so-called Negro nerds, the Comic-Con coons, <sighs> and just talking about how, I've heard it all already, you know, in the few days since the trailer dropped, I've heard it all from, you know, why are they so African? Why do they have the spears? Fuck? The only thing you got is what the white man tells you that Wakanda is more technologically advanced than any other society. So why didn't we see that in the trailer? Why are they still using these spears and looking all oh, African? Oh, so that airship that was not a fucking airplane is not technology. Okay. That that didn't have the, the cloak and shit on the, it when it the, when the, it lifted the, off the from, arm, from the, the waterfalls. The the gauntlets that Shuri had on her arm are, are it's not technologically advanced. Okay. Here's here's the thing. I can go on and on and refute these people all day long. I purposely, when I started seeing that little trickle, I purposely started ignoring it because one is foolish as fuck. That's it. Just, just straight up. Two, especially if you're black and having comments like that, you're foolish as fuck. Okay. Yeah. Three, learn about what half these people are saying stuff that they have no idea what they're talking about. I'm not talking about from a comic book canon perspective i'm not talking about a comic book guy perspective i'm talking about you personally yourself have no idea what the fuck you're talking about and you need to shut the fuck up understand this you need to read this story you need to learn what this story is about who gives a fuck about what you think about oh the white man is the white man that the white man ain't here right now we got ryan coogler we got michael b jordan we got deny gurita we got all of these people forrest whitaker we i can name the whole cast we got all of these people that matter and all of these people who are making this film behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, behind the camera, doing everything possible. Our people. And you have the audacity to say some dumb, foolish shit like that. Amen. I've seen it all, though. I've, you know, I've seen people talk about how, oh, man, you know, it's set in Africa. What's that got to do with us? The usual one, you know, because Africa has nothing to do with black Americans. People trying to steal black joy, you know, are for white supremacy. And these same people are sitting here claiming that we're white supremacist supporters because we won't attack any racism in these media. And it's so crazy to me it's for wrong. people to say it's that. It's wrong that yeah, we're let, not attacking uh, media. Let, let, me, let me finish here because, yes, like you said, it's so crazy because we are always attacking media. We will attack Black Panther if it turns out to be some nonsense. I seriously doubt it will. But anything, we always criticize, even Wonder Woman, something that I'm extremely happy about. We criticized it for the problems that it did have. But, you know, this is like let people have their joy and stop attacking other brown people. Like we have too many of the other side always attacking us constantly, the fight that we're in. You know, when people are doing something like this, just let it happen. Let it be successful yeah. and then say what you got to say. I think it's important that we make a, a, a prime distinction between attack and critique. Mm hmm. Because there's, there's a, a solid difference. You can absolutely like something, enjoy something, and also want to critique it. You can absolutely just not like it at all, but also critique it. Critique includes respect. Critique includes having knowledge for yourself to speak intelligently about a matter. Attack is saying shit like, why is it so African? We're not, like, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. You don't. Mm -hmm. You don't. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it, it, that's why I avoided it. And I did want to, Meant, uh, I did want to address it, but at the same time, I'm not with it. Like, don't, I'm telling you now, don't at me with none of that stuff. I know I usually say at me, but I'm telling you now, don't at me with that stuff. Because I'm not going to sit there and argue with you about why why Africa's involved and why this, like like all the stuff that, that, that you can answer yourself by going to Google. Deadass. Mm. Don't, don't at me. I'm telling you now. Mm. 
Mm, true indeed. Yeah, I've just seen a lot lately of this attack on, you know, like the nerd culture, the blur culture, especially by other brothers and sisters. And that's just really stunning to me. Like people would be like, acting like we're, you know, trying to be smarter than someone or trying to act like we have some secret knowledge that we don't share with other people. And that's just a bunch of nonsense. It's basically just yeah. pop culture and people are just enjoying it and loving it. Sure, you know, Black Panther was created by two white people, but like Tatiana said, like we've all said, this whole movie, you know, the Tanahasi run right now on the comic book are created by African Americans and Africans and black people from around the world mm -hmm. and I am just quite happy to see it I haven't been this overjoyed about something I was too young even then like to even appreciate what coming to America meant so it's like you know over the years I understand seeing what that glimpse of, Af of beautiful Africa is like and been to Africa now where I know what beautiful Africa is like so to see something like this and, you know, somebody else was like, oh, man, but isn't it like, you know, this is this ain't the real Africa. And I've been to the real Africa and it's beautiful in itself. But we got to have our own heroes, too. You know, we got to have mm -hmm. our own legends, too. And this is something like that to see, you know, Africa, you know, a legend of Africa. Like this is what Africa could be like. So, man, February I, 16th. I think, yeah, man, mm. I think you said it best. Stop stealing other people's joy. Yes, what? for real. Just because you're miserable, I don't want to be miserable with, with you. Go over there with that. I don't want Yeah, it. No, I ain't got time for that because I know I've watched that trailer umpteen times. I'll probably watch it every day damn near until the movie drops or the next trailer drops because I'm just hype as hell. And, you know, that. That's and like Ben Amin said, when it comes out and we see it or whenever we see it, we are going to tell the truth about it. We may love mm -hmm. stuff about it. We may hate stuff about it. We may think it's the best thing in the world. Regardless of what we think, we're going to be 100 about it. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And we're going to critique, not attack. No, but I just, I mean, certain stuff I'm so looking forward to. There's a glimpse of Michael B. Jordan fighting on the waterfalls, and I know that Kudler can put that action on screen, so I just can't wait to see, yeah. you know, the fights between Panther, you know, Killmonger, et cetera, et cetera. It's yeah, man I'm ape. I'm with it. He got man ape looking fresh. I can't lie. Man <laughs> ape. <laughs> mm, he's showing up too. <laughs> and I know that's your favorite character, Ben. I mean, <laughs> I'm just hoping man ape, you know, meets the same fate that he meets in Tanahasi's, you know, recent run. That's all I'm asking, you know. Probably. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> Chadwick is not to be played with. Oh, man, we, you know, we got a huge show ahead of us, as always. Thank you for everyone, all the new listeners, all the new subscribers, you know, over on Fan Bros Show on that Twitter. Thank you for following. We got much more to talk about, but we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. I know you've been enjoying this episode, but it's now time for one of my favorite segments. The Guac is Extra. And what do we have up first, Tatiana? Up first, we got Mad Designs. They write, should DC let Batman marry Catwoman? Ben, I mean, should they? Uh, yeah, I think so. He also was, or they were also asking if whether or not this would stick. You know, like the Black Panther storm marriage or any other number of marriages that didn't right. happen for, you know, well, much is DC, time. Is DC like Marvel where they just reset every time? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, then it's not going to stick. Nah, it's not going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I doubt it. As far as should they? Yes, why not? I mean, it's written by Tom King, you know, the man who wrote yes. Vision, Omega Men, everything dope. So yes. whatever he does right now, I'm down with. And I've been enjoying their romance. The whole Batman, you know, he's written like, I think, 24 issues. Yeah, it was like 24 when he uh, got engaged. And it's been dope throughout it. So, yeah, 
that's my quick answer. Yes, they should. Tom King can do whatever he wants. I was just going to say, I don't care if Tom King disrespected every comic book <laughs> genre and canon for Batman. Let him write whatever the hell he wants to write, and I will read that shit. Yes. Yeah. The answer a, is yes. He got a Mr. Miracle series coming later on this year that I think is going to be his vision for DC. I mean, Omega Men might already be that, but uh, well, that's a whole other story. Y'all, if y'all haven't read Vision yet, please go read Vision. And Omega Men. And we'll get to that later on in Comet Cop today, actually. But yeah. Excellent. What's, what we got next? Up next, we got from Rick Tages. Rick Tages, all right. How do you feel about superheroes being fathers? Does it fundamentally change a character like Wolverine? That's a good mm, question. That is a very good question. And it made me immediately think of Logan. And I have to say... Yeah, I think, I mean, being a father changes anyone. I think, you know, being a parent changes anyone. So I think it changes characters. And I think it's just something else that adds to characters. And I think one of my favorite examples of it is Invincible. Because Mm. in Invincible, you know, Mark Grayson, the main character, becomes a father, you know, in the series. He also deals with a lot of issues of being a father and just being a parent. I don't even want to spoil stuff, but it's just... Woo, yeah, mm. no, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I did also think about Logan, and also just just in general human speak. Absolutely, um, consider if you consider hum- the superheroes that are humans. When you have a child, I don't have any, but when you have a child, your entire life becomes dedicated to that child. Most people, anyway, that that their entire plane of reality shifts to another life. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be any different for a superhero. Again, p- human superheroes. I don't know what superheroes from other planets or whatever or other races feel about that. But um, I, of course, it would absolutely change. And as far as fundamentally change, I don't think Wolverine fundamentally meaning his spirit, I don't think that changes. I no. think what changes is the way he reacts and behaves towards outside stimuli is definitely yes. going to change. <laughs> outside stimuli. Is like he that. going to still be a badass <laughs> and still be grumpy and all this other stuff and just be fundamentally Wolverine? Yes, absolutely. Is he going to look at life a bit differently and may soften on some issues? Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like you said, to outside stimuli, like, try, <laughs> like people trying to come up in his face or right. in Laura's face, they're going to get dealt with a different way because he has a daughter to protect. Right, so right. Gonna... And especially if, if using Wolverine again as an example, especially if she's there with oh. him while something's happening. Well, then you got two problems instead you, of uh, one. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, okay. We already know how I feel about Laura. Do not mess with that little you girl. You scared of that little girl. For real, for real. All that right. is a great question. Oh, one last one, though, because you said alien people. I got to b- give yes. a big shout out to Alana and Marco from Saga yeah. because they, you know, the whole series is about family and about how it changes you and everything that comes along with it. So I would say that is a great question. But, yeah, definitely my answer is yes. Yes, yes, it, it, it changes mm-hmm. them. But I don't fundamentally, I think they're still going to be who they are. Mm-hmm. Um. Next one is from Scribberisms. I hope I said that right. They write, what would you name the dimension that Bilquis sends her lovers to after sex in American Gods? Heaven. Mahala. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I thought the negative zone. <laughs> oh, the no. phantom zone. <laughs> no, those are all bad places. <laughs> oh, oh, the reason why I say that is because when that one or twice when they actually went to wherever universe that person was in they were just frozen and looked looked scared as hell like they just they they did not look like they were in bliss to me that face wasn't bliss to me that face was frightened to death so that's why i say maybe it's more of a phantom zone situation well the the issue was that my man's who was stuck up in there was kind of like you know um as they say he had that issue when you know when you take a viagra (laughs) you know or so they say and you got to call a doctor. You know, he had that issue going on. So I'm not really, you know, I don't know. But I still go with heaven. All Valhalla. Right. Um, yeah, other, you know, yeah, I don't know. One of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Next up, Superbad Larry. Superbad Olympus, Larry writes, guac is Demestria, extra. Wakanda. 
<laughs> You're still naming the, the dimension. <laughs> Superman Larry asks, who do you think makes worse films as a director? Rizza oh. or you both? <laughs> hashtag, funny, hashtag, yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing is I, I only know you both's like films from getting dissed on the <laughs> internet. I don't even know if I have ever actually seen one. So I'm not, you know, I'm Are not you, really sure. Have, have I ever? I don't. I know he oh, made something about a submarine that always gets dulled the hell out, but I've never actually seen it. This man is a mess. So like he did, he did Postal, Alone in the Dark, House of the Dead. No, um, you ain't seen none of those. Uh, nah, keep going. Uh, Blood Rain. Oh. Something called Rampage. Like even the names of these movies are horrible. Wow. Assault on Wall Street. Uh, no, he didn't have. I remember he had something that people like. Jesus, no, nah, I guess not. I know, I know he had something about a submarine that got tore apart. Um, RZA, yeah. I've <laughs> only seen. I haven't seen that Golden Fist joint. I heard that wasn't the best. It wasn't, but it wasn't Ubo level. I honestly think Ubo is ways and means worse than RZA. RZA can at least act, so that gives him a step that, on Ubo. That, that's also a little bit. I respect I, I, the fuck out of Rizzo, but that's didn't you see? Have bit, you ever uh, seen Funny People with um? No, was uh, he good in that? Yo, he's great. Okay, and he's also great in uh cigarettes and coffee with Jizza. I've talked about that joint on the show before. It's him, Jizza, and Bill Murray in a scene that's just fantastic. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Rizzo. <laughs> Rizzo as the having the worst films. No, no, Rizzo is, is definitely the better of the two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So Rizzo was in a has been in a lot of movies. He was in G.I. Joe Retaliation. We mentioned the man with the iron fist. What else? American he was in Django. Gangster. American Gangster. That's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, no. I, I think he's all right. Like I wouldn't give him an an Oscar, but I think no. I think he's decent. Yeah. He's capable. Yeah, especially he's- in especially in certain roles, he definitely shines. I'll give him that. So yeah, Riz is better than you bowl. You I feel like you bowl is like the, the 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 dirt of the earth so, when it comes yeah. to being a director. So nah, homie. I swear he gets. I mean, that's the only reason I know him because I've just read so many articles where it's like he's trash, and so it's like okay, I guess. So. Yeah. So I mean, you you have like hearsay trash about you bowl. So yeah. that all, all, just off break, like nah, nah, he's the worst. Yeah. Period. Okay. Looks like we have one from Darian Doster, a.k.a. Tuxedo Masked Intruder. (laughs) Okay, y'all are going too far with these names. He writes, as I am sure you already discussed, the Black Panther trailer was awesome. In prep for the movie, I want to go back and read through Christopher Priest's run. I also want to review Ta-Nehisi's run and World of Wakanda. But the question is, are there any other Black panther series you would recommend i check out or stay clear of Mm -mm. well he already got ta-nehisi christopher priest run is definitely one of the best runs on the comic but it's also mad long so i gotta warn people who are trying to get into that because it's definitely a lot of volumes but it is dope as hell and he established like most of the stuff that we know about panther today comes from that run so i definitely say check that out ta-nehisi is doing great work and the only other one that I can really recommend that's really in print right now is not really a Black Panther run, but Avengers by Jonathan Hickman, mm-hmm. because he wrote the effing hell out of Black Panther during his run. And I think that's just one of the best examples of Black Panther. And right now, Black Panther is also killing it in the Ultimates that you should definitely check out. That's on stands right now as well. He's doing a great job in that. You know, it's a team book, but he's one of the stars of that book. So... Definitely check out Ultimates, and like I said, Avengers by Jonathan Hickman is also, that's one of my favorite, you know, just, uh, what's the word, characterizations of Black Panther ever. Mm. Yeah, just incredible work by Jonathan Hickman on that one. Cool. Yep. And I think that's about it Mm -hmm. for... The guac is extra, but as always, make sure you send in your questions, comments, love letters, suggestions, anything you have that you want to hear answered on Fanbro Show to contact at fanbros.com, or you can hit us on the Twitter at Fanbro Show on the Instagram as well. 
but it's now time for some tech talk with tatiana the biggest news this week in tech news is that e3 is here and it's stunning the crowd well a lot of people are stunned some people are like eh boring but i I think those are just pessimistic people because i was pretty excited about a lot of the things i saw Obviously, every day you get a new drop from a new big name. So we had uh, day two, we had like Microsoft. You had EA Play the first day. Day two, you also had Bethesda. We got Ubisoft day three. We also had Nintendo day four. It's just a whirlwind of news. And some of the biggest news that I was most interested in was Ben Amin. Did you see that Spider-Man trailer? Yes. Did you Did you see that God of War trailer? Yes, also hot fire. I am, no, for real. Like, I sat there with my mouth open watching this Spider-Man trailer. And I'm at the point now where I'm just mad busy and I really don't have time to play any games. But I have been going crazy on Zelda Breath of the Wild. That said, like, this, some of these games I saw at E3 made me want to, like, really get back into the swing of things. And then, of course, you have games that will never come out, like Kingdom Hearts 3. They showed some new, um, I don't even want to call it gameplay. They showed some new footage of this kind of vaporware thing that will never show up. I guess it may come out in 2018. I guess not. I don't really know. Um, Breath of the Wild is going to get some DLC. Um, There's going to be a lot of VR going on. I had mentioned Bethesda. They're doing, um, they're porting mad games for uh, for VR, including um, Evil Within 2, Wolfenstein, um, there's like so much, like is a doom VR. Like, honestly, th- th- there's so much that I'm going to have to direct you guys to fanbros.com because we literally, thanks to uncolor page, have a rundown on every major announcement that was made every day of E3. If you go to fanbros.com now and look on the main homepage, you will see all of the big news of E3 and if you're reading an article on fanbros.com right now, you can also look for the search button go ahead and type in e3 and everything everything will pop up for you mm-hmm. people are asking what studio had the best show at e3 and i watched a lot of the presentations live this was like my first time ever actually watching a lot of these things live one they are all super weird and uh <laughs> two i don't know any one studio that really had the best like winning thing they were weird like that's the thing like i like to pick stuff here and there that's really exciting um but there was just like like the microsoft conference was very weird for a a minute like people weren't sure what to think about of it and there's always this news about forza does do people care about forza anymore i I have no idea i I don't i don't think so and just and just i just want to be clear to people I, i wasn't saying earlier that there's an evil within or wolfenstein vr i was just i was just running down all the different news that was coming out of there so yeah don't don't well actually mean please they also came out with the news for the Xbox One X, which is their new improved, even more improved than the Xbox One S. It's also the dumbest dropped. name. Yeah, it's a dumb name, and it really is more about um, HD and, like, you know, more resolution and more power, and it's going to be a very powerful I, system. I don't care for all that. If you guys want all that, go get a PC. Go get build yourself a rig and stop playing games. First of all, this thing is going to be, what, four ninety nine. Which is yep. well and above what what uh, this is. This is the mid cycle life cycle of the Xbox One right now. So I'm not. So unless you just don't have one, I'm not sure who's jumping on this right away. Strictly for power, um, they say you know it could do 4K right out the box. It's backwards compatible. All this other great stuff. But all I gotta say is, where are the games that will take advantage of this increased horsepower? If there's not. A, a big viable game that really makes me want to go, oh, you know what? I really do need to get the, the, the Xbox One X, XC6, whatever, whatever. Then fine, but there's not. So why am I why am I paying a premium for all this power? I have a rig. It's called a PC. Hmm. All right, well, there you go. I mean, I'm not very interested. I already got my Xbox as well, so I'm not really looking forward to it. The things that hype me most were definitely the Spider-Man, uh, the Wolfenstein, just the whole Wolfenstein trailer was incredible. Uh, the game, you know, it might be whatever, it might be dope, but that trailer was so sick. And uh, 
a few other things, but yeah, overall, like you said, Tatiana, I might be one of those pessimists because I was just like, nah. You're like, nah. I was just, the little bit that I said that I just, that I called out, I was very personally excited about. Was mm-hmm. the whole conference like, oh my God? No, not at all. One thing no. that I think you would be really interested in would, would be that Fallout 4 VR. Not really. I no? Because you was a I was, Fallout head. No, no. I never got into Fallout. I played the mobile game to death, but oh, then when the real okay. thing came, I didn't get into it. I just, I didn't have time. That was one of those joints I didn't have time. One thing that I have been playing lately, and I can't wait for some more uh, downloadable content for, is Injustice. I finally got a chance to really get into it. Do you like it? Yes. Yes, I do. I can't lie. I've started to really get the hang of it, and the story is dope as hell. That's what I'm really loving. It's just the story in the game, like, as you're battling through it, like, the little cutscenes and everything. It's really well done. It's, like, a really dope story where I'm, like, really engaged, and I can't wait to see the ending of it, so... Yeah, that, you know, I'm feeling injustice right now. Oh, and that reminds me, somebody on the timeline was asking why we don't talk about Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I think that's false. Like, I think I so, just, too. I would say I would heavily start talking about Nintendo recently because I actually started playing Nintendo games again. Yep. And that- I'm about to get a Switch myself, so then we'll, you know, soon we'll talk it. about Nintendo more, I'm sure. But, yeah. It's absolutely I think we always it. talk about Nintendo, and, yeah, shout-outs to Nintendo, you know, doing big things right now. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it for tech news. All right. But speaking of big things, it's now time for Comics I Hot. And this week in Comics I Copped some good news and some bad news. And some real news that just made you say, what the fuck? Because this week, not even four or five days after the Black Panther trailer breaks the damn internet, Marvel announces that they are canceling World of Wakanda. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, like, how many how many issues did World of Wakanda get into? Ooh, I think they're gonna get to six. You oh. know, like yeah, it should be one trade basically, and then they're out. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, it was a big announcement to have Watson Gay doing the book in the first place. You know, it was definitely getting a lot of critical acclaim. I read the first three issues. I was liking where it was going. And it's just one of those things that right now I just do not understand because Marvel has the money where they could support a book like this. Sure, the sales aren't what they expected it to be. Right. But this this trailer drops Friday night. So you got time. By Saturday afternoon, you got to be like, all right, fuck that. We ain't canceling this book. You know, like you, you got you to, you know, by Monday morning at the latest, you got to be like, yo, man, maybe we, you, yo, we should really be thinking about this, you know, because like for real, like you got time, like. And what kills me about Marvel especially is when they do a decision like this or they make a dumbass statement like they made in the past, they don't immediately respond with like, okay, we're canceling World of Wakanda, but here comes our storm book, you know, back again. We're going to push this again. Something. It's just like, nope, we're just canceling World of Wakanda. Deal with it. And, Ugh. yeah, it's, it's just it's, such it's, a... Ugh. It's such a short-term way of looking at things because you're not looking at the long-term. Because you have this huge universe being developed on film that you're going to want to support in books. So what are you going to do? Wait till the movie comes out and then drop another Black Panther book? Like, I know that's what you're going to do. And, oh, like, come on. Like, no, well, I, no. I, I think it's, you, you, you touched upon it is that there wasn't a real strategy. And this is actually a conversation that I've had with, like, Jamie Broadnax and a few other people. It just feels like they are not trying to think outside the box. It's just, like, the typical, like, you, 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 you do something different by bringing on these acclaimed writers that are not necessarily comic book writers, but acclaimed writers that you think would bring a different perspective. But then put them back into the typical comic book formula. And I think that's part of the problem. And including, I think, that they the timing was off. They definitely could have um, not released stuff. I feel like they released all this stuff right on top of another. So it's definitely cannibalizing the audience. And also, I feel like they could have timed it to release with certain as you certain things like as you mentioned the trailer had just come out and then to then say oh yes by the way we were canceling world of wakanda it was just like no that was insane that's that's crazy what? like you should have rethought it and there's just a there's a few things that they're just not i mean i'm sure some people get but not everyone is getting like 
you know what the original Black Panther series has Ta-Nehisi Coates and then it has Brian Stelfreeze on art and Laura Martin on colors and you know Ta-Nehisi is a New York Times bestseller Brian Stelfreeze is one of the hottest artists in the game and Laura Martin's an incredible colorist who is always doing top-notch books so it has all these themes coming together that's why it's popping off selling out of its mind then you have Roxane Gay who is definitely a big-time author you know and can sell all by herself but you don't really support it and you don't really name you know give it that top-notch artist that's trying to come together and make that magic where it's just like ooh, and then you don't give it time and then like Black Panther and the crew mm-hmm. you have a book named Black Panther and the crew and Black Panther doesn't show up to the end of the second issue and it's just like people who aren't reading these books regularly who are being drawn into the store I've said this again and again are not just going to jump on three Black Panther books at once they're going to come into the store. They're going to buy Black Panther. If they like that and it's their first comic ever, they might buy other comic books, but they're going to start looking for other things. It's not like the same people who grew up reading comics right. and are conditioned to buying five Wolverine books Right, right. And that was my point about using the same formula. Like, they yeah. they have to approach this, in marketing particularly, they have to market this in an entirely different format. One, for the new viewership that they claim they're trying to reach. Two, for the the times, the times we're in now, people don't read stuff the way they used to read stuff. People don't consume entertainment the way they used to consume entertainment. No, you don't have to follow every single trend you see out there, but you do have to kind of be more smart about it versus doing the whole typical uh, um, um, comic book store schedule. Like that's that doesn't fit in necessarily with people who wouldn't know to go into a comic book on on that particular day and pick up a, a book like that doesn't fit like I'm I'm a prime example of that I, I I always say this on the on the show I never really read comic books until I started this podcast with you guys and I didn't know anything about that or what to do I wouldn't really walk into a comic book store if anything I may would just buy it online the only reason was because someone you Ben, I mean, led me to that and actually said, hey, this is what you should do. Hey, check this out. Come with me to the store. How many people have that? Mm. So like how do and how do so how do you expect people who either don't know or have no interest in going to a comic book store? How do you get them in there uh, when you're just using the same formula? No, and that's a big problem. And another problem is that I was talking to Joe Illich earlier about this, too, as well is the fact that retailers really control the comic book industry. That's just the fact of the matter. So if retailers aren't ordering your book, if they have no interest in your book, then your book isn't going to ever get in the hands of the consumers and into the buyers, people like us who want to read these joints. So, you know, that's one problem. The other problem is that Marvel and most comic book companies are still, they know they make more money off of the single issue sales. So they still want to sell more single issues than they do trades. So they're still relying on that to gauge people. But that, you know, doesn't happen as much. So it is a problem. But one thing you can do, you know, to fight it is if you really do love a comic book, even if you don't make it in the store all the time, you know, and you live in a big city, especially hit up your local retailer, you know, your comic book store and be like, yo, save this book for me. And then you can go pick it up in three months if you want, because that means the retailer has to order it. And that means it contributes to the sales. And, you know, it helps these books stay alive. But it is just there's a lot of problems. And that's not the only way that they'll, they'll ever be solved. But this is comics I copped. So, you know, we got to talk about what's coming out this week, what's <laughs> popping, what you should be buying. And uh, the latest issue is Secret Empire, dropped by Marvel, issue number four, their big summer crossover series. I'm still really not feeling this joint. I'm sorry. It's just, ooh, even this issue was kind of a hot mess, so I can't really recommend that joint. My real pick of the week this week, though, is an old graphic novel. I think it's a couple years old. I just picked it up for everyone who saw the Wonder Woman movie and wants something to read. Go pick up Wonder Woman Earth One Volume One by Grant Morrison and Yannick Paquette. I hope I got that right. It's a graphic novel. You know, it's one story. That's all you need to buy. And it just tells a complete, great, dope story about Wonder Woman. And if you just saw the movie and you've never read a comic and you don't know what to read, go check this joint out. I don't want to give anything more away. I mean, there's a Blatt Steve Trevor. You know, it's just a dope-ass story that just features Wonder Woman and just showcases why Wonder Woman is so dope. So Mm. definitely check that out. Grant Morrison is one of my favorite authors ever. 
you know, he wrote All-Star Superman, and this is kind of like his All-Star Superman version of Wonder Woman. And one thing in it, though, that I will say that I really was, after reading it and after seeing the Black Panther trailer, I'm kind of mad that in the movie they didn't really show Themestria as having, like, the advanced technology that they are sometimes shown to have in the comic books. And that's something that's really dope to me. It's just like Black Panther, that the society that normally you wouldn't think of as having, like, futuristic technology Mm -hmm. also has, you know, a very spiritual side to them and also a very technological side to them. So... That's something that's really in this Wonder Woman, Earth One, Volume One. So check that out. Dope. Very dope. Grant Morrison always killing it. And that is it for Comics I Copped. As always, use that hashtag Comics I Copped on Instagram, on Twitter. Hit me up at DJ Ben Amin and let me know what you're reading at Fan Bros Show. Show us what you're reading. Hit us with the pics. All that good stuff. And thank you, as always, to everybody who is out there picking up these books. Uh, or maybe happened yesterday. I don't know. I, I just I'm just still like all up in this Black Panther sauce right now. Yes. Denai Gurira has been confirmed. It was, will be starring in Avengers: Infinity War. I mean, everybody's up in that joint. That really just means that she survives Black Panther, which is good to know. But yeah, everybody is going to be up. Well, actually, it doesn't even mean it because people from the dead are probably going to be up in Infinity I was just War. Gonna- Say, yeah. they could bring anybody up in that piece, yeah. So that doesn't even mean she survives Black Panther, so that's not even a spoiler alert. Like, you know, who knows? But, but do, you think, you, do, do you think Black Panther's about to be that crazy? But you know what? Even before I ask you that, and don't answer that actually, before I, I we go into that, I have a question for you that that's interesting that um, someone brought up. After now that you've seen the trailer, are you not going to watch any other previews or read anything about it? Are you going this to? This is crazy. I'm watching <laughs> everything. I don't care. Okay. I mean, I, I, no, I, I can't lie. I don't want to. I don't want to. I probably. I would like to avoid knowing as much as possible. I can't. Yeah. No, I, I feel that. On this one, this is one of them joints. Like where, like when Star Wars comes out, where I stop, I watch the first trailer, and then I pretty much stop after that because I just don't want to know. I just want to go in and be like, okay, fuck me up. Like, let me, you know, let me see the illness right away. Like, oh, Okay. God. Well, I just, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, that's enough. They just want to keep yeah. all their excitement. I feel that, yeah. I feel that. I feel that 100%. I'm I'm probably the same way. I'm good. Like, I can watch that first trailer over and over again right up until the movie comes out, and then boom. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, I want to mention some TV news. Definitely shout out to Sandra Oh and Lucy Liu. They're going to be coming back to TV or or TV light, if you will. Lucy Liu is going to be coming back to a show. It looks like a Netflix original called Set It Up. Is going to be with Glenn Powell and Tay Diggs. Um, and that show, she's going to be an overworked and underpaid assistant, apparently. There's a lot more to it, but definitely check that out. There's also Sandra Oh. She's coming back to a show. This one is actually very intriguing to me. She's going to be playing like a detective that's trying to catch like this killer, this woman that's like this, this insatiable killer. So just off that like idea i was like oh okay like and it just seems like they're they're being very woman centric so i definitely want to learn more about that for insatiable sure. in what way though like like you, usually when i hear the word insatiable i think prince well, you no. know, I, think, <laughs> I think that type of insatiable well, you know I don't, yeah. well like insatiable will to kill i guess so always mm. killing always getting away with it too because she's very very cunning the other woman and can't sandra, stop murdering can't stop murdering <laughs> sandra oh is tasked with trying to catch her I like that. I like that. I really like Sandra Oh, so that should be interesting. Yeah, she's cool. I haven't seen her since uh, Grey's Anatomy, like, years and years ago. Um, and just, I mean, do you have any more news and movies, TV, coming out? Oh, yes, I do. Got to give a big shout out because they're talking about how Jessica Chastain is possibly going yes. to play Lilandra in the upcoming X-Men Dark Phoenix film, which will now be directed by Simon Kinberg. And this is his actual first directorial debut because he's written a bunch of the X-Men movies, but this will be his first time behind the camera. Yeah, and I'm hyped for this, I can't lie, because I just saw Jessica Chastain up in this joint, Miss Sloan, where she plays this lobbyist, and she is straight ice cold in this movie. Like, I really didn't know she had it in her, so I want to see her. They're saying it's a villainous role, Lalandra, but Lalandra isn't exactly a villain in the X-Men Dark Phoenix storyline. Mm, she, she's in the, in the cartoon, in the Fox cartoon, she's questionable. I mean, she's, like, she's trying to stop the Dark Phoenix. That's what yeah, she's she about. Yeah, she is, but, but as far as her, the way she moves, she's questionable. 
Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, definitely. She's ruthless. She she yeah. got to get the job. But at the same time, Dark Phoenix is an evil, destroying creature. So it's like you got you got to do what you got to do. Right. And so, and Sophie Turner is going to be reprising her role as Jean Grey and yep. now the Dark Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, which, I mean, we'll see how that works. We'll see how this whole film works. You know, I was definitely unimpressed with uh, Apocalypse. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, it can't be as bad as the first time they tried to do Dark Phoenix. There you go. There you go. Always think positive because, you know, you can only go up from there. Um, Also, Reginald Hudlin, shout outs to him. The man, the legend, is set to direct, uh, I mean, Shadow Man for Valiant Comics, which is also launching their cinematic universe. Another one. And Hudlin you know, <laughs> is a legend. If you don't know about Reggie Hudlin, you need to check him out. Google that man. I mean, he's done Isn't that, isn't that dan- House Party? Of course that's House Party. Isn't that's that Boomerang? Like, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, they're, they're, I mean oh, it goes so on and on and on. So yeah. wait, the, so this this is the, the 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 prototypical story of Shadow Man, right? Like, so like yep. they've used Shadow Man in many different things. Even in Princess and the Frog, the main villain was Shadow Man. So is that Shadow Man? No, like, no, it's not that Shadow Man. No, <laughs> well, it might. Be, I'm not sure. Princess and the Frog actually, it might be that well, Shadow Man in Princess and the when Frog. When I say that Shadow Man, I don't mean that version, but I yeah, mean but it's like that yeah, that that understanding or that type of character. It might yeah. be in Princess and the Frog. I'm not sure because I know Princess okay. and the Frog had a lot of that you know, culture in it as well. So I'm not sure, but mm. it's definitely an interesting comic book. It's outright. I think they have a, they, um, they don't have a Shadow Man series on right now from Valiant, but you can check out old trades and he's featured in a lot of the other stories from Valiant right now, which are doing some really good stuff too. So check that out. But yeah, Hudlin's on it. I mean, House Party, Boomerang, all kind of ish. I mean, just a legend in the business. So definitely can't wait for that as well. I think, you know, it's just what we're seeing from this Black Panther effect. That's something else that we got to really talk about real quick, though. Yeah. Because there's going to be, like, when this movie drops, you know, and people are going to have to be ready to deal with the reality of it. Like, it ain't going to change the world. Like, I said this before last week. It ain't going to save black people. No. You know, it ain't going to stop white supremacy. No. It ain't going to do none of these things. But, you know, it's hopefully, God willing, it's going to be a dope-ass movie. You know, we're all going to turn out, see it, and enjoy it. But at the same time, it ain't going to change Hollywood. Like, you know... I don't know if even, like, look at Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman just dropped, made all the money in the world, the lowest drop-off rate from week to week ever for a superhero film, and how many other woman-led superhero films have you seen announced since? Let's talk about this society itself. How many ridiculous misogynistic articles have you read since since before the movie even premiered? And, and even after. after the movie premiered, how it just kept going? Yes, so that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we got to temper our expectations for Black Panther. You know, okay. we, we know it's going to be a dope film. We know that already. You know, the production behind it, the talent behind it, I'm quite sure it's going to be super fly. You know, but it's not going to change the world. That's the one thing. You know, I mean, it might, you know, help out. You know, it might show people it might, hope. And, you it know, might it's change the like, people that will future change the world in the future. There you go. It's kind of like the Obama effect. You know, people expected him to change the world. But in the end, he's just a symbol. You know, he just and you use that symbol for whatever you want, just like with Black Panther. You know, you can love it. You can hate it, whatever. But in the end, it's just a symbol. It's just a movie. It should inspire people, hopefully. And it should lead to the next generation of all kind of dopeness. But, you know, it ain't something where it's like one day, you know, Friday, Black Panther comes out and Monday we free. 